Good morning. Welcome to Walking with Jesus Through the Word, one chapter per day. My name is Michael Tlercio. I'm the pastoral intern of Forest Hill Presbyterian Church. Glad that you're with us today for another day of our walk through the Bible. We believe it's important to walk through the Bible because when we do, we hear from God. There's really no other time that we can be sure that we're hearing from God than when we're opening up the Bible. And the Bible is a collection of different types of writing. It's a collection of different um, writings from other from periods throughout history. It's a collection of passages that remind us of the faithfulness of God to a people that don't really deserve his faithfulness. And as we open the Bible, we are presented with opportunities to be refreshed by God's faithfulness. Now, today's passage in Scripture from 1 Chronicles is pretty unique. There are some others in the Scriptures like this in the, in the Bible. But we get a passage of Scripture, we get a chapter that incorporates directly other passages of Scripture. So it's kind of like a recollection of the truths from other places in Scripture, from a previous points in Israel's history where God was faithful to Israel. They're reflecting on that together. That's what we're looking at in today's passage. So let's turn to 1 Chronicles 16, just after we ask for the Lord's blessing together. Let's pray. Father, thank you you've given us this time to come before you and reflect on your word. We pray you would bless it as we do. We pray for Jesus' glory that we would see him through this text in his name. Amen. First Chronicles 16. And they brought in the ark of God and set it inside the tent that David had pitched for it. And they offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before God. And when David had finished offering the burnt offerings and the peace offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord and distributed to all Israel, both men and women, to each a loaf of bread, a portion of meat, and a cake of raisins. Then he appointed some of the Levites as ministers before the ark of the Lord to invoke, to thank, and to praise the Lord, the God of Israel. Asaph was the chief, and second to him were Zechariah, Jael, Shemiramoth, Jehiel, Mattathiah, Eliab, Benaiah, Obed-Edom, and Jeiel, who were to play harps and lyres. Asaph was to sound the cymbals, and Benaiah and Jehaziel, the priests, were to blow trumpets regularly, regularly before the Ark of the Covenant of God. Then on that day, David first appointed that thanksgiving be sung to the Lord by Asaph and his brothers. O oh, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him, sing praises to him, tell of all his wondrous works. Glory in his holy name, let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord in his strength, seek his presence continually. Remember the wondrous works that he has done, his miracles and the judgments he uttered. O oh, offspring of Israel, his servant, children of Jacob, his chosen ones. He is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. Remember his covenant forever, the word that he commanded for a thousand generations, the covenant that he made with Abraham, his sworn promise to Isaac, which he confirmed to Jacob as a statute, to Israel as an everlasting covenant, saying, To you I will give the land of Canaan as your portion for an inheritance. When you were few in number, of little account, and sojourners in it, wandering from nation to nation, from one kingdom to another people, he allowed no one to oppress them. 
He rebuked kings on their account, saying, Touch not my anointed ones. Do my prophets no harm. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Tell of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous works among all the peoples. For great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised, and he is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the peoples are worthless idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and joy are in his place. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of the peoples. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. Yes, the world is established, it shall never be moved. Let the heavens be glad, and let the earth rejoice, and let them say among the nations, The Lord reigns. Let the sea roar in all that fills it. Let the field exult in everything in it. Then shall the trees of the forest sing for joy before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. O oh, give thanks to the Lord, for his steadfast love endures forever. Say also, save us, O God of our salvation, and gather and deliver us from among the nations, that we may give thanks to your holy name and glory in your praise. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Then all the people said, Amen, and praised the Lord. So David left Asaph and his brothers there before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord to minister regularly before the Ark, as each day required, and also Obed-Edom and his sixty-eight brothers, while Obed-Edom and while Obed-Edom, the son of Jeduthun, and Hosa were to be gatekeepers. And he left Zadok the priest and his brothers, the priests, before the tabernacle of the Lord in the high place that was at Gibeon, to offer burnt offerings to the Lord on the altar of burnt offering, regularly morning and evening to do all that is written in the Lord, the law of the Lord that he commanded Israel. With them were Heman and Jeduthun, and the rest of those chosen and expressly named to give thanks to the Lord, for his steadfast love endures forever. Heman and Jeduthun had trumpets and cymbals for the music and instruments, for sacred song. The sons of Jeduthun were appointed to the gate, then all the people departed, each to his house, and David went home to bless his household. Well, I must apologize for the extra noise here at home this morning. I'm sure you can hear it. Um, but maybe it's appropriate with the noise you're hearing. At least what I'm hearing is uh, singing. Uh, somewhat silly singing, but singing nonetheless. And that's what we have before us in much of today's chapter, singing, giving thanks to the Lord, calling upon the Lord's name, singing that's done by Asaph and his brothers, as we see here in verse seven. And that singing involves three, largely three Psalms that we have elsewhere in the scriptures, not just here in First Chronicles. We have in Psalm 105, verses 1 to 15, this section that makes up verses 8 to 22 of today's passage. And then in verse 23 down to 33, that comes from Psalm 96, 1 to 13. And then 
beginning in verse 35 and continuing on for a whole nother verse, verse 36, we see Psalm 106, verses 47 and 48 there. At least we see the, um, the, the building blocks in place um, from those psalms. It might not be exactly word for word, but we see the thought of those three psalms connected here in today's passage uh, throughout the majority of it. And they are connected not only to each other, but to the verses that open and close today's chapter. Because the, the songs that we see sung here by Asaph and his brothers are in response to what has just occurred in Israel. What's just happened is that God has allowed his ark, the ark of the covenant, to be safely brought into the capital city of Jerusalem and to be placed inside of the tent that David had pitched for it. And that's significant because if you recall just from a few chapters ago, there was an issue that occurred as the Ark of the Covenant was being moved. And that man named Uzzah, who reached out his hand to stabilize the Ark as the oxen slipped and it was beginning to shake. And what happened with that man, Uzzah, was that he was struck dead by the Lord because he, as I heard it once put, he assumed that his filthy hands were cleaner than the dust of the ground to put forward and to embrace the ark with. We are not to assume that we can assist God in ways that he has actually prohibited, and that's what had happened. That's why Uzzah was struck dead, because the ark was to be carried on poles by certain men, and only certain men. And Uzzah was not doing that. The men with him, Uzzah and Ohio and and the others, as they were transporting that ark, were not transporting it in the way that God had not only authorized, but commanded, had limited. He had limited it to a specific mode of transportation. And so after that, David was struck with actually a couple different emotions. Uh, he was struck with terror, and he was also struck with frustration. Uh, but he, by God's grace, humbled himself, and the men of Israel transported that ark appropriately, all the way, as we read at the beginning of today's chapter, into Jerusalem. And what I think is helpful for us to understand here is two things. One, God is to be worshipped as God says he is to be worshipped. He's to be worshipped in the place that he has said. Back in David's day, it was the city of Jerusalem he was establishing for himself. And the ark was coming into Jerusalem as an indication that the means whereby God would meet with his people through his presence in the temple on the ark, above the ark of the covenant, where the cherubim were, on the mercy seat, we call it, the, the covering of the uh, ark of the covenant. Uh, God would meet with his people in that place that he had chosen, in the city of Jerusalem. And so the fact that God had allowed the ark to be safely brought into Jerusalem, where David had intended to set it in the tent there, is a demonstration of God's grace. It's also a demonstration of God's insistence that he be worshipped as he desires. And we are grateful, are we not, that we know that we don't have to reserve our worship of God to a specific place. We worship God through Jesus wherever we are. 
the location in Jerusalem was demonstrating that there would be one means whereby we could come to God for right worship. And Jesus, as says in John chapter 2, that Jesus' body was the temple of the Lord. And Jesus himself would say later in John's gospel that he is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father. No one worships God rightly except through him. We have, in fact, all of the access to God that the people in David's day had only through the Ark of the Covenant. Indeed, people could lift up prayers to God from anywhere in the world. They could call on the name of the Lord, but it's through the means whereby God established relationship with his people through that mercy seat. The, the mercy seat being the place where uh, mercy would go forth to God's people because that mercy seat, that top of the Ark of the Covenant, would be sprinkled once a year with blood, the blood of a sacrifice. And it would demonstrate how God's people were to be saved by holy blood. That means was located in the, the tabernacle or the temple only. And we have that same access to God's mercy. Not just to call it, we're not just able to call on Him wherever we are, but we are actually able to receive the same mercy that the Ark of the Covenant provided, or God provided through the Ark of the Covenant, now in Christ Jesus. We've been sprinkled clean with His sacrificial blood, death on the cross. His resurrection is the proof that we are secure in Him and that we have received the forgiveness that His blood, the sprinkling of His blood, assures, ensures for His people. The other thing we note is just how the scriptures here are so uh, glorious. They, we, we are to sing we are to sing to the Lord because of what God has done. And, and it, it's glorious that they include these songs here from the Psalms. We've, uh, we've been making our way through the Psalms. We'll be doing that actually tomorrow with a couple Psalms in the, the late 70s. Uh, not from the 1970s, but uh, the Psalter there. Um, and one of the things that we see from the insertion of these Psalms in today's passage is just how fitting it is not only to this recent development that God has allowed the Ark of the Covenant to be brought into Jerusalem, but with the whole of the book, really, this reality that God has been seeing his people through. He has been providing what he had said he would provide for them. He remembers his covenant and will continue to forever. The word that he commanded for a thousand generations, which just is a way of saying forever, really symbolic language there. It's, um, the covenant that he made with Abraham, his sworn promise to Isaac, which he confirmed to Jacob as a statute. We have Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob all named there. And then the other name of Jacob to Israel as an everlasting covenant. And what did it say? God said he would give the land of Canaan as a portion for the people for an inheritance. And again, that's symbolic language. That was something that was really true back then, physical territory, Canaan, but it's representative of something even more. It's representative, of, again, of the, of the ability that God's people would have to be with God, in relationship with God, access to God, access to His mercy, access to His power, access to His forgiveness, access to His love, access to His help, access to everything that God would have for his people. It comes through trusting in that one 
place, that narrow door, that door that's more narrow than not just the whole world, not just the Middle East, not just Canaan, not just Jerusalem, not just the temple, not just the mercy seat. It's through Jesus Christ. That's the narrow door. That is the location at which God's people worship him and receive all of his blessings. It's Christ Jesus the Lord. Through his Holy Spirit, we can come to him and we can receive all the blessings that these people had access to and that they sung about. God's faithfulness being of the prime importance, being the, the motivation, being the means whereby we can sing to the Lord these songs of thanksgiving and these songs of praise. Uh, it comes to us through Christ Jesus. Let's let's Brothers and sisters, if you're in Christ, let's, let's go to him now and be refreshed by the reality that the God of the universe, who has been faithful to his promises, hears us as we talk to him right now. Let's talk to him. God, Father in heaven, Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, and for all those, all those who are in Christ, our Father as well, we pray to you and we praise you. You are trustworthy. You have kept your promises to your people. And your people weren't just the people from the nation of Israel. They were all the people that you had chosen from before the foundation of the earth. We are reminded of your faithfulness from the days of Adam at the beginning of the book of First Chronicles all the way up to the point we're reading about now in chapter 16 to David and to the people with him. But Lord, even more so, we're, we're reminded of the faithfulness of God over all the creation of the Lord God. We're reminded of your faithfulness, Lord, in Christ Jesus, whom you sent and who came willingly to love people and to provide for people, to provide mercy, to provide forgiveness, to provide meaning, to provide restoration, to provide relationship with you, Lord, oh God, to people like us. Thank you, Lord. May we be, may we just be floored by the reality of this gift. And may we come to you in the means, the, in the, through the means whereby you have provided, and only that means, through the name of your Son, Jesus. There is salvation in no one else. It is only through Christ Jesus and Christ Jesus alone that we can rightly worship you. I pray that there'd be a song in our hearts, that you put a song in our hearts like you did with the people of today's passage, these three different songs, these three psalms. I ask that you'd put three psalms, three songs into our hearts, Lord, throughout this week in light of today's passage, Lord, that we would sing them with gladness. Perhaps you'd even allow us to find a new song to worship you with, Lord, uh, literally a new song that we've not heard before that would become a, a favorite for us to worship you with as we worship your son, Jesus, with it. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us for today, brothers and sisters, as we looked at First Chronicles 16. As I mentioned earlier, I think we're in Psalms 78 and 79 for tomorrow. We'll look forward to that, especially in light of looking at these psalms in brief today. Until then, have a blessed day in the Lord Jesus.